Welcome to the Ditcher Diet Podcast. My name is Kerry Williams, and today we're talking about managing your cravings. So I wanted to address this topic this week because it's been a really, really crazy week. I don't know what it's like where you are, but here in Britain, we have been responding to the virus, to the pandemic, and we have been told to isolate ourselves. And we're just on the verge, we think, of being told that we're in lockdown. So many of us here are housebound. We're working from home. We're going to the shops really to get food and and to not do much else. Um, Some people are are not at work. Uh, Other people are going to work and and having to kind of manage how they're working uh, to make sure that the virus isn't spreading more. And it's just brought up so many changes for all of us. It's just been a really, really remarkable time. Uh, Perhaps, you know, it's the first time that many of us have experienced anything like this before. And in in terms of my podcast here, the Ditcher Diet podcast, I had sketched out 12 episodes and I thought, you know, I, I had a plan for the first 12 episodes and I would see where that goes. And this was really before these very extreme times. And so this week's really had me rethinking everything and and I've had thoughts around, is this actually the right podcast to be doing? Is anyone actually going to be interested in this topic anymore? You know, everyone is very, very fearful about um, either the virus or the changes in their lives or a loved one, or perhaps it's even around money and finances and being able to work um, as as some people may be threatened with redundancy or a serious reduction um, in the way they're doing their business. So it's bringing up a huge amount of thoughts and feelings and emotions. So I started this week uh, having a bit of a crisis of my plan and just thinking, I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do anymore. However, I have had my coaching sessions booked in with my regular clients. And actually what I found is that this work, uh, which is essentially managing your mindset. Um, and we, we use the specific goal of weight loss and managing overeating, uh, with you know the people that I work with, well, this work is is more needed than ever because there's so many people that are being you know they're stuck in the house, they are anxious, they are fearful, they have a huge amount of uncertainty, and all of these emotions can bring up food cravings and lots and lots of thoughts and feelings that drive us to overeat in an emotional way. So actually, this is a really, really relevant topic. So what I've done this week, I'm putting this podcast out a little bit later than I usually plan to because I had already planned a couple of other podcast topics and they don't seem to be quite as relevant this week. I have been talking to clients this week and really it's been all about managing cravings and what to do about anxiety and fear when it comes to food. So uh, I thought actually I'd bring forward that topic for this week. And uh, before we get into the topic, I just wanted to let you know that I have been continuing the research that I announced a couple of weeks ago, and it's been so fascinating and brilliant to talk to people about what's going on. And I feel like this is even more important now that we're all isolating and we have very extreme things going on that are bringing up a huge amount of emotions. So I really want to be a service during this period. And I would invite you if you're interested at all. And if you think that you might be a good fit for the research, please come over to my website. I would love to hear from you. Uh, What I'm doing with this research is basically having a conversation with people for about 30, 45 minutes. And we're talking about your experience of losing weight, uh, specifically losing and gaining again. So if you've 
if you're a fairly typical yo-yo dieter, then you're probably exactly the right person for me to speak to. And as a thank you in exchange for your time, I'm offering a free weight loss coaching session where we'll dig into one issue that you've got going on at the moment and we aim for you to get a breakthrough in that area. So if you would like to apply for that, then come on over to my website. It's kerrydwilliams.com and you'll see that there's a tab on the menu called free session. And if you go to that page, you can drop me an email and express your interest and I'll get in touch with you to suggest a time. Uh, so. Let's get started with this week's topic around managing cravings. So to be honest, I'm human and I have been experiencing some serious cravings this week. Um, For those of you who have listened to previous podcasts and know my story a little bit, I have uh, lost 21 kilos myself over the past few years. And I've been doing a huge amount of thought work and mindset management in order to really stop the rebound of my weight. So, you know, it's many of us find that it's easy to lose weight, but it's much, much easier to put it back on. And so mindset management and thought work has been a key for me to keep this weight off and to continue that downward trend. So there's many scenarios for me where I feel like I've I don't want to say mastered, it sounds like a little bit, but actually I really feel very confident that I can handle some of the more common situations where some of my food cravings come up. You know, for instance, where it's been a really busy day and I've been out and about and I come home and I'm tired, I no longer go to straight to the pantry and start eating in order to feel better for that tiredness because I've dealt with that situation many, many times now. Similarly, when I get my period and I'm feeling hormonal, I am managing my chocolate cravings, if they even come up anymore, very, very easily because I've done that so many times. However, this week, it's unprecedented because many of us have experienced something that we have never experienced in our life before. And it's been really interesting to observe the way my mind has reacted this week. Uh, I don't know what it's like in your area, but for me, I've got five supermarkets locally here in my area in London. And people have been panic buying because we have been told by the government that we need to start isolating and that we may well be locked down completely soon so we can only leave the house for essential things. So that's had people going out to the supermarket in droves and they've been stocking up and we have very little left in the supermarket. So it's been really, really interesting to be walking around and noticing my thoughts with this. And actually, if I didn't have the the mindset tools that I've been working with recently, and some of those I'm going to share with you today around cravings, I don't know if I would have just got wrapped up in that fear and bought into the belief that there is very, very little and it's a very scarce situation. So I found myself being drawn to buy things because they were there and being fearful that they won't be there, even though they're things I don't really eat that much anymore. For instance, I saw some fresh bread on the shelf the other day and I thought, maybe I should buy some. Maybe what if it's not available? And actually, I like to sometimes eat a little bit of bread for my joy eat once a week. And if I can't get bread when when it's my joy eat in the future, what am I going to do? You know, why? Why was I thinking that? Now I'm thinking back to why did my brain go there straight into the fear of lack and scarcity and just not having enough? Um, We've also found ourselves overbuying. Um, I mean, partly it's, you know, if we get sick and we have to be isolated, then it's going to be a good thing that we don't have to worry too much about leaving the house. Um, you know, so we've got about a week's worth of, of stuff and we've got some tinned things in the in the cupboard. But, 
you know, some of the stuff, um, you know, I mean, we've got more veggies than we normally have in for, you know, any time. And, and that's partly because I like to eat my, my healthy fat, my protein and my veggies. That's generally 99% of the food I eat. That's my fuel. And we've got more of that in the house than we ever have before. But, you know, the supermarkets do seem to have some food in. It's just much less of a selection than we're used to. So it's a change. And I must admit, my mind has not been handling that change very well this week. So I've been doing a huge amount of journaling. I've been doing a huge amount of thought work to actually really examine some of those thoughts that have been coming up around scarcity to really challenge myself and my beliefs around that to think, actually, is it true? Is it true that the supply chain is going to, to, you know, bottom out? Is it true that we're not going to have this food available? Is it true that everyone's going to march down to the supermarket in droves and buy everything so there's nothing left for those, the rest of us? And I've really found that actually in the last few days, you know, those fears were very much unfounded. Uh, because, you know, there is stuff in the supermarkets. It's just not the choice that we're used to, at least in my area. It may be very different for you, but that's how I've managed my thoughts around it. So it's been a very, very interesting week. And with all of those feelings going on and those emotions coming up, I have found myself drawn to eating. Uh, sometimes I'm working from home and I'm finding myself downstairs and, the you know, I've opened the fridge and I'm looking around and I'm then I stop myself and think, why am I doing this? I'm not hungry. It's not mealtime. And then I come down and I make a cup of tea and then I go to the pantry and I'm hunting around in the pantry just looking. And then suddenly I stop myself and think, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I am not hungry. And there was a day the other day where I gave in to stress eating. And I knew, actually, that was one thing that I'm really, really grateful for. I recognized that I was stress eating nuts and fruit <laughs> that it was there. And I didn't. I knew for a fact I didn't need it to. But this was at the point where we had very little certainty about what was going on. And, and so we didn't know how this was going to affect business. We didn't know if, you know, my partner was going to um, be out of work for a couple of months. And, you know, would I be the main breadwinner? And, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty going on. So really, it's kind of the potential for emotional turmoil was really there. And my response was to stress eat. Now, having recognized that, what I decided to do was I chose to forgive myself. I chose to recognize that actually, you know what, this is a situation I have never come into before in my life and it's okay. I'm learning how to handle this. And I recognize that overeating, even if it is fruit and nuts, was not the response that I want to do going forward, but it's okay. That's what I chose to do on that day and I forgive myself and I trust that I'm learning. In this process, I'm learning how I'm going to manage my emotions in a very different way. I'm going to manage my emotions in a way that doesn't involve overeating, which ultimately is being, <laughs> there's a, another weight loss coach that I follow and she calls it being an asshole to yourself. You don't need to do that. And I actually really love that phrase because actually when you think about it, if you are eating you know, more food than your body needs, and maybe your digestive system might struggle to cope with that, then actually maybe you are being a bit of an asshole to yourself, even if it's a supposedly healthier choice. If you don't need to eat, 
maybe actually it's better for you just to sit there and feel the emotions. And actually, I'm trusting that I am learning to do that. And at least I'm aware of that. And I forgive myself. And I'm going to move on. So I'm reframing all of those thoughts. And I'm trying to not be so much of an asshole to myself when I'm in that emotional state. So understanding that we're a student in this and that we are learning how to deal with these emotions um, really, really helps us to get some perspective in these situations. Then we don't have to throw ourselves into overeating and binge eating and fog eating and just to escape our emotions. We can remember that actually we're just learning how to do that. Let's get some perspective. Let's get some clarity about what's actually going on so that we can make a different choice the next time it comes around. So that's that was my kind of story of what's been going on recently and why managing cravings has been more important than ever this week, not just for me, but for the people that I've been speaking to as well. I've heard many similar stories from my clients who are sitting at home feeling very fearful or just bored, actually just feeling really bored because everything's been cancelled and suddenly they find themselves at home and they're wanting to eat. So the thing with cravings for many people is that it's hard to identify whether or not it's hunger or a craving. And if you're one of the people who at the moment you're not 100% sure what's what, what I'd recommend you do is go back and listen to podcast number four. So this was the podcast where we spoke about what, what hunger is and then how to stop overeating. And that podcast introduces the concept of uh, fuel eating or, or eating for physical hunger and recognizing when it's drama or it's an emotion that is causing you to overeat and it may be causing a craving. Just as a very, very uh, kind of quick recap, you may have already listened to that, but what I uh, talk to people about um, when they can't quite differentiate between the two yet is that many people will find that if they're craving something, quite often they're craving something specific. If you are genuinely hungry and physically hungry, quite often people don't really mind what it is that they eat, but they know that they need to eat something to fuel their body. So if it's genuine hunger, you might experience those hunger pangs, the the grumbling stomach, those kind of very physical cues that you get in your body. And then it may be that you just know that you need to eat lunch soon, for instance, whereas a craving might be when you come downstairs at three o'clock because you're working from home and all you can think about is eating a handful of almonds or eating a chunk of cheese from the fridge or something like that. When it's something very specific, quite often it's an emotion that is driving that. And that particular food that you're craving might be something that your body has recognized as pleasure and it may be setting off the pleasure centers in your brain. And so your body is craving that in order to feel that sense of pleasure and to get that chemical response in your brain, which will take you away from that bad feeling that you've got. So that's one way to start differentiating uh, between the two. However, it's a very individual thing. And so I really, really recommend people tune into their body over time and really start to recognize the difference between those two cues. Because when you can start separating out when your body is physically hungry and when it's wanting to eat because of some other drama, you know that that's probably just drama created by your mind. It's created by your brain. It's your brain potentially responding to fears and beliefs and uh, things that appear to be fact, but they're not. And so by doing some mindset work, you can take away the need to eat 
And then also reduce uh, that craving because you're recognizing the difference there. So that's uh, the first thing to do really is to identify whether or not you're physically hungry or a craving. And then once you know that you've got a craving, uh, then we can start to think, how do you manage that craving then? So you know you're not physically hungry. What are you going to do about that? And so one of the, the most difficult things, but the most effective things is literally to stop yourself in your tracks, to take a pause. So as soon as you feel the craving, as soon as you go to the pantry and start looking around like I was the other day, it's time to stop, walk away. And if you can, and I guess at this time, with many of us working from home for however many weeks going forward, in theory, hopefully we do have the time to literally stop, go and sit down, and just observe what's going on in your body. This is the time to really tune in and see how your body is responding to this craving. So instead of resisting it, instead of trying to push it away, which can make it worse, we don't want to push it away. We don't want to say, no, I don't want to feel that. Oh, I've got a craving again. I wish I didn't have this. Actually, we need to accept it. We don't want to resist it and make it stronger. So we accept we've got a craving and then we can start to observe. So when we become the witness to what is going on in our body, it's like we become separate from that craving and it's it's not necessarily the thing that is driving us as if we are the craving, we have a craving, we're powerless to this craving, we're a victim of this craving. Actually, we can step back and observe it and just notice it's there. And when we do that, then we can start to tune into what it actually feels like. And something that I've heard uh, from the training that I've been doing with the Life Coach School is you can actually start to describe it. And imagine that you're speaking to a Martian who's come down to earth, never experienced feelings before, doesn't understand human feeling at all. How would you describe that experience right now to this Martian? So this is the opportunity to really go into your body and and really feel where do you feel that vibration? Because cravings and emotions are just vibrations of energy in our body. So tune in, where do you feel this vibration? How does it feel? How big is it? What is the texture of it? Does it have a color? What is it actually like in your body? What is it feeling like? And then beyond this, we can actually start to notice what the feelings are because when we recognize that this is a craving and that there's something behind it and we start to kind of dig in behind the craving and understand how it feels, what it looks like, this is just a vibration in our body, then we can start to notice what's behind that. And this is a great opportunity if you like journaling like I do, this is a great opportunity to tune into what's going on in your body and write down what feelings are coming up. So you might actually write the first bit as well that I just described. This is how I would describe this uh, craving to a Martian. This is what it feels like in my body. This is the texture. This is the color. This is the location. This is the size. And then the feelings. What feelings are coming up? Maybe you can do a thought download. So you can ask yourself the question in your journal, what thoughts or emotions do I have right now around feeling this craving? 
and then just see what comes up. And it's incredible what comes up around this. You know, if you are able to sit there and take the time to lock into uh, your subconscious mind and just see what comes out through your pen, you can get some really, really fascinating insights. I'll give you an example of a really interesting insight that I had. Um, I was away for work recently and I had started doing some very different things in terms of time management. Um, So I had planned my diary and used this particular time management system in a way that meant I no longer felt stressed about my to-do list. And I was away working and I came back to my hotel and then I suddenly found myself craving. I really, really, really wanted a snack. And I I was found myself drawn to the room service menu. I thought, oh, what can I order from downstairs? And I thought, what's going on here? I'm not hungry. I'm planning to eat later on. I already know, I've planned what, what I'm going to order from room service. Why do I feel like I need to eat now? So I stopped and I paused and I got my journal out and I started tuning into that feeling and I noticed where it was. So for me, quite often, my cravings come up around my throat or around my mouth. And so it's like a kind of, rather than a stomach sensation that I get when it's physical hunger, I often get it around the mouth. And so I was describing that feeling and then I wanted to dig a little bit more. Well, what's the emotion behind this? And what came up was that I suddenly had time and I didn't know what to do with myself. I was feeling restless and anxious because I didn't have to do anything at that time. I knew everything had been taken care of and it was a very, very weird place to be. And I was stressed that I might have been missing something and I was feeling restless, so I wanted to eat. And I never would have known that insight if I hadn't gone to my journal. I really was not conscious of that at all before. And so that was a really big breakthrough for me because I really recognized how my restlessness and my anxiety drives me to be very busy sometimes. And then when I took the busyness away, then I wanted to eat again. So I could see how I was avoiding this emotion, either through busyness or through food. Um, So that was a really, really interesting insight. So that's what I want to invite you to do today. If you find yourself at home, you find yourself craving things while in this period of isolation, then stop, pause, accept it. Don't resist it. Accept that you've got this craving and be like, hey, hi craving, you're here again. Let's sit down and see what you've got to tell me today. You can get your journal, start doing some writing, describe how it feels in your body, then you can recognize you're separate from this thing, you're not driven by this thing, and write what feelings are coming up around it. You'll get a massive breakthrough from doing this. So I really hope that that helps you, those little steps and and those little insights. I'd really love to hear from you what's going on in this situation. You know, we're all isolated at home. Like I said before, I'm, you know, I'm really wanting to be in service during this period of time because it's this mindset work and this mindset management and thought thought process that is really going to help us through these times, whether we're feeling anxious, fearful, stressed, or, or uncertain, or just plain bored being at home. It's these mindset management techniques that are going to help us. And I really want to be able to serve you during this time and, and help you through that. So if you have any thoughts around things that are going on for you that you would love to hear me talk about on the podcast, or if you'd like to sign up for research, and I invite you to come 
over to my website and you can register for the re- uh, the research on the free session page or come on over to the podcast page and leave a comment or reply to my email. So you'll find the podcast on kerrydwilliams.com forward slash number six. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And in the meantime, stay safe and I will speak to you next week. Bye for now.